Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. This is Your Financial Mission, the podcast that helps you get better prepared for your financial future and for retirement. And really, we just want to give you the straight skinny on your financial plan. And boy, are we going to do that today or what? Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus. She is the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, and she's your financial commander here on the podcast, serving you in Columbia and throughout Howard County. You can get in touch on the website, theuswealthadvisors.com, or by calling 443 443- 718-6310. You'll probably speak with Gracie when you call in. Yogi Berra is the subject of our podcast today, and you might be going, what in the world are we going to learn about financial planning from Yogi Berra? Well, it turns out that not only was Yogi a legendary baseball player and of obviously a quote machine and a quote just waiting to happen, uh, it also appears he was a really good financial planner when we put some of his famous quotes into context. You never knew all these years he was talking about financial planning, but we're going to unveil that to you today. So I'll start you off with an easy one here, Janine. What's the financial connection? What's Yogi getting at when he said, I never said most of the things I said? <laughs> <laughs> well, politics aside... <laughs> <laughs> There's another connection there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, especially today. Have you ever had the experience, well, I, I know a lot of people have, where they've been sold one thing, but then down the road, everything you remember about the sales pitch is actually uh, not exactly true, or you heard what they were hoping you would hear, which right. is a little bit of a distract. <laughs> that can happen with products. Not to say the products are bad, good, or indifferent. It's just that you don't want to be sold a product. The important thing to, the distinction is you buy a product to solve a problem. And if you are not clear about what the problem is, then you shouldn't buy the product, hmm. so, especially in the financial industry. Um, a lot of annuities are sold specific ways, and people buy them with a specific expectation. But when you actually go through the information, it's not what they expected. That's interesting it, to hear. Yeah. So if you if you if you let that happen in the retirement world or when it comes to your retirement plan, you're you're buying fixes for things that don't have problems or that don't eventually solve the problem. Just like a band, you're just putting a bandaid over it rather than truly healing the, the the issue or the injury that's occurred maybe in your financial life or in your in your plan. That's right. And and sometimes you're expecting a certain outcome from this decision, and that's not the outcome you get. And it doesn't mean that the product is defective. It's a different outcome. And um, for instance, if you purchase a guarantee, you are giving up growth. And a lot of people never hear that connection made. So it's very easy. I mean, this is a great quote for that, because what you often hear is not exactly how something works. 
I think that's that makes a lot of sense. So remember that quote. I never said most of the things I said. And the financial connection, Yogi talking about uh, being aware of financial products and the problems you're trying to solve with you know those individual items, uh, and be aware of the of the slide or or of the you said the distract right. Be aware of the right. the you know only hearing half the story that sort of thing. That's good. Uh, this one has a very clear financial connection, Janine. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. I think that was probably one of Yogi's most popular quotes. <laughs> well, what was he getting at in the financial world with that quote, though? Uh, I'd have to say that's inflation. Oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Yeah, because inflation is a really is a very real thing, and it doesn't ta- take long for that dime to be worth less than a nickel, about twenty years roughly. And if you haven't addressed it in your portfolio or in your planning, you're missing a very important piece because your purchasing power will be cut in half over a period of time, roughly fifteen to twenty years. So if you're not building that into the plan, then, I mean, sometimes we joke and call that the Alpo diet, but (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to be stuck in that corner. (laughs) That's great. And makes a lot of sense, though. Inflation, got to have it as a part of your plan. And you also have to do it the right way. And I think, you know, Yogi's getting at a, a really good point here, too. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. He didn't say, you know, a penny ain't worth two pennies anymore. He's actually building for the right amount of inflation or for a significant amount of inflation into his plan. Um, and, and I'm sure you've seen plans that have come through your door before that other people maybe have gotten, Janine, where maybe, yes, inflation was taken into account, but maybe it totally missed the boat on how much inflation to expect. I know we saw a plan one time that only had 1% assumed as inflation for the next 30 years. And right. that, that can't be right. History tells us that's wrong. Well, the average is about three. But, I mean, we haven't had uh, a lot of inflation in the last few years, but it's not either a good thing or a bad thing. It's just what is happening for the last few years. And, you know, we're, we're going to see some eventually. And your inflation might be different from mine because mm. it has to do with spending, spending habits. So if you don't build a structured plan, how do you know you're on the right track? Yeah, a because lot of how it- are you going to measure it? A lot of it comes back to the basics, right? Budgeting and and spending. To back to the that's the very first part of the equation, and so many more of these answers always come back there. What's your lifestyle like? And that's really going to dictate the proper decisions down the road. Yeah. Uh, um, the the thing the the other thing I like to to mention to folks is you you can have a healthy account balance, but it doesn't mean you have a plan. And I, I'm laughing because a lot of people are kind of drifting through life, and they'll you know they get to this point and go, hey. Look where I ended up. Who knew? Um, so did you did you specifically plan to be where you are today? And do you have a plan to where you're going to be in the future? That's a little bit difficult to plan for a lot of people because it's like looking at a picture of a stranger. I've had people say they never expected to have this much money or even can we even retire? But you have to crunch the numbers to know where you're going. Well, to know where you are and to know where you're going. Before you go too da- far down that road, you segue perfectly into the next quote I was going to bring up from Yogi Berra. And that was, if you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. <laughs> Which That's right. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, because if you don't, literally, if you don't crunch the numbers for how, what it costs you to live today, what's your spending pattern? How are you going to even know what that's going to be in five years when you decide that you're going to switch over to investment capital to provide your income? Can you live on less? 
because many people are going to have to. And that's going to be a big surprise if they can't, because you don't want to be racking up credit card debt in the meantime. And various life events can throw you off. So that's a big, uh, th- that's a, a big unknown that people are sometimes afraid to address. But you, if you need to crunch the numbers so that you don't end up someplace else. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you do end up someplace else, you know, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a, a worse place, but it, it probably more likely that than it is a better place. So be, be, right. beware. Uh, one of the famous Yogi Berra quotes was, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. What's the financial connection? That was always I always loved that one. Yeah, just, I love that one too. Just make a choice, <laughs> you know. Pick a pick a direction and, and go in it. But what's the what's the financial connection there? Should we follow that same advice? Well, life has a lot of forks, <laughs> so you're going to have to make some decisions. You'll make better decisions if you understand what your options are. So one of the things I hear a lot of people say is, "I'm going to take Social Security early because it's not going to be around." Well, who said? There, there's a lot of disinformation in the media. Social, there's a very large group of people taking Social Security and will continue to take Social Security for the next however many years. I don't think they're going to do anything with the program necessarily. But it's a timing issue. When should you take it? It depends on if you're continuing to work. What other income streams are there? If I'm going to take money out of savings, how is that all going to fit together? Um It's important to understand that Social Security Administration is not an advisory service, and they will not help you make this decision. So they will simply tell you what your benefit is as of that day or year, and taking it early is almost never a good idea, unless you just want the income early because you're done working and you're okay with a reduction in the benefit. And if, yeah, if you've quit working, it's another story, but there's an earnings test for that, so it's important to know what the rules are so that you can maximize your benefit. I would imagine that taxes would be uh, kind of a similar situation. If you're just doing tax filing, well, you're just going to be kind of told, okay, well, yeah, here's what you owe. But they're not going to take that next step to say, but next year, you really need to think about doing this, or you could make this decision and save money over here. And, oh, you also have the option to maybe do this. They're not doing tax planning for how you can reduce it in the future. They're just, you know, simply making sort of tax filing choices for you in the moment. And that's not, you know, a knock on CPAs by by any means. It's just that's their design. That's their focus, not so much on the future. But if you have options you might know which fork in the road to take. That's right. And uh, a lot of people are not aware that your Social Security is taxed. Again, we paid once, we're going to pay again, depending on what else or what other income sources you have. So it definitely is a planning process and a timing issue as to whether you should take early and pay more tax, Yeah. potentially. So uh, on the tax issue, we're waiting to see what tax reform is going to do, but there's going to be taxes. So it's how do I optimize my situation to so that I have more income because that tax is a stealth thief. Well, you mentioned time, and our final two Yogi Berra quotes both revolve around time, one of which was, the future ain't what it used to be. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> And that's uh, that's well, really true in financial planning, right? Oh, yeah. It used to be a lot easier when everybody had a pension. Life expectancies were short um, or shorter. And interest rates at the bank were pretty good. Um, but as everyone realizes, interest rates 
for bonds and and money market especially. I mean, that, we haven't seen those rates since the early 80s. Um, it takes a little more planning or thought to go to to plan this out. The thing that is an interesting um, in context scenario or, or um, situation that we have now, two thirds of all the people aged 65 who have ever lived are living right now. So what does that do to the economy and to social security, to benefits, to um, businesses? It's interesting that I heard a, uh, read a statistic. Hold on, you've got to say you've got to say that again. Two th- okay, so two thirds of the uh-huh. people who have ever reached the age of sixty-five mm-hmm. are living are right li- now. Are living right now throughout all of human history. Yep throughout all of human history. And if you go back a thousand years, the average lifespan was about 18. So only in the last hundred years from the early 1900s, in fact, in the early 1900s to about 1950, the average lifespan was about 47. So in the last 60 to 70 years, we've doubled that lifespan. So we have people living significantly longer. Now now what we're seeing is people are starting businesses after 55 because they've been laid off or they weren't ready to sit in the recliner and play the remote all day when you can only play so much golf. (laughs) So there are people starting companies going back to work because there's they feel that there's more to do. More people are on Social Security and Medicare than ever before, and that will remain so for a much longer time. We have 10,000 people turning 65 every day until 2020. So if you haven't saved enough to augment your Social Security, and many haven't, then you know inflation can eat up the purchasing power and changing tax rules can affect what's left. But the fact is, we have a very interesting population. We have a longevity revolution going on. Wow. Yeah. Talk about how the future ain't what it used to be. That's a great illustration of uh, the changes that have undergone. I hadn't heard that 65 stat before. That is just astounding when you try and put that into context. But it does make sense. It's just amazing to think of it that way. Um, really pretty cool. All right, one last Yogi Bear quote, and then we'll, uh, we'll cut Yogi off duty here. He's provided us some good wisdom. His brain's probably tired at this point, coming up with all these great quotes. Uh, this <laughs> one's related to time as well. It's like deja vu all over again. <laughs> what was the financial <laughs> wisdom with that one? <laughs> I think cycles in the stock market similar to that. Um, When someone asks me, well, what do you think the stock market's going to do? My pat answer, like a few others that I've heard is it's going to go up and then it's going to go down and then it's going to go up again and down again, because that's what the market does. There, there are cycles to different sectors. There's cycles to the market. There's, I mean, there are all kinds of cycles and Here's the thing. If it didn't do that, go up and down, nobody would make any money. So what people have to focus on is over periods of time, 15 to 20 years, the market is positive 100% of the time. And the important fact is markets move as a result of news. And I don't know anybody who knows news ahead of time. But the Wall Street media machine uses hyperbole and pundits to get you to move with the news, which is not good for you. It's good for them, not good for you. But you have to understand that the only thing that's constant is change. And so it is deja vu all over again, in in a sense that history repeats itself, but the market has to continually move, providing liquidity. So you have to just incorporate that into your psyche, that that's a normal thing and you shouldn't be afraid of it. 
I think basically every month we should do a segment on Yogi Berra quotes because the guy had like a hundred of them. So we could just spend, you know, every every once in a while, we'll just get wisdom from Yogi and apply it to the financial world. That's great. I learned so much. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten the 65-year-old stat if, if we hadn't have done this. So this is, this is entertaining. This is really good. Uh, if you'd like that kind of wisdom to be shared in your financial meetings, maybe not as cryptic, maybe not as uh, <laughs> analogous. Is that the right word? Analogous? Analogous? I think, the, yeah. I think analogous, right? Uh, <laughs> analogous. It, yeah. yeah. If, if you want that kind of wisdom, though, and that guidance, this different perspective on viewing the financial world and, and making sure that all the puzzle pieces fit together, uh, it's probably a good idea to call Janine Theus. And you can tell you'll just have a fun conversation about your financial plan and about what improvements you need to make uh, financially and with your retirement plan. She can walk you through all of that. All it takes is a conversation, and you can set that up by calling Gracie at 443. 443- Three seven one eight sixty three ten. That's four four three seven one eight six three one zero. And you can always get in touch through the website theuswealthadvisors.com. Share with us maybe your favorite Yogi Berra quote, and maybe we'll see if we can relate that to the financial world for you. That's what we can do. We can take requests of quotes and from from people, and then turn them into a financial lesson. I think that's what we'll uh, we'll try and do in the future. That's pretty neat. Uh, this has been your financial mission. Coming up on the next podcast, we are going to talk about income planning, something we've dabbled in in previous podcasts, but we're really going to give you the straight skinny on it on the next podcast, so be sure to join us for that. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, and of course, always look for the newest episodes on Theus Wealth Advisors. For Janine, I'm Walter, and we'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission.